You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one, but it's noteworthy because it's the only righteousness that'll do you any good. No good works will do us any good. The only righteousness that'll get us to heaven, save our souls, is a righteousness that comes by faith. And it's faith in what God has done and what God has said, His Word, not on what we do and what we say. It's the same righteousness uh, Abraham found. It says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Today, Pastor Danny discusses being righteous through faith in Christ and that good works aren't enough to save our souls. Many people think that by doing good works, they will have done enough to please God and that he will thus allow them into heaven. Well, Pastor Danny says this isn't so. In order to be truly righteous, you must believe and follow God's work not just go through the motions. Through living your life with belief and faith in Christ, your righteousness will produce good works that are pleasing to God. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of The Living Word. They found fossils of sea creatures in rock layers on every continent. That's fascinating to me. For example, most of the rock layers in the walls of the Grand Canyon, more than a mile above sea level, contain marine fossils. You know where else they found marine fossils? In the Himalayas. The Himalayas. Some of these fossils are, one person described it this way, exquisitely preserved. What does that tell us? It indicates a sudden catastrophic destruction and burial. They could not be so preserved without some sudden catastrophic event. Folks, listen, not only the Bible, all over our planet that we dwell on, there's geological evidence of a historical universal flood. That flood was universal, and the judgment yet to come is therefore universal. Now, Noah became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. That's what we read in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one, but it's noteworthy because it's the only righteousness that'll do you any good. No good works will do us any good. The only righteousness that'll get us to heaven, save our souls, is a righteousness that comes by faith. And it's faith in what God has done and what God has said, his word, not on what we do and what we say. It's the same righteousness uh, Abraham found. It says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, we could speak a lot more about that, but I'm going to move on. Look, well, we'll just say this. I forgot I had this one on there. Say this one with me. This is a great verse. Are you ready? For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Isn't it great that I haven't lived uh, 10 years as a Christian? God says, well, up to this point, it's been me, but now you've got to earn a little bit of the rest. No, 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 no. It's by faith from first to to last. Now, listen to this. Noah was saved from judgment in his family through the ark. Now, I know that should be obvious, but 
I don't know if you really appreciate the ark uh, like you should. The ark is a type of Christ. A type just means a symbol uh, or an illustration, an illustration. Now, go back with me. Pay attention here. You're going to really like this. Genesis chapter 6, we read, but I'm going to read one verse again. Genesis chapter 6 Verse 14, so make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside and out. Uh, We know what the Hebrew word means, but we don't know exactly what pitch was made of, probably some tar-like substance, but the word just means to smear. So smear it (laughs) inside and outside. Second time you find that word is in Exodus chapter 2, verse 3. Let me tell you what that is. That's Moses' mother to try to save her child, which God providentially did, Moses, and she builds this little basket, and the Bible says she put pitch on that basket, same word. Whatever kind of substance it was that kept that basket floating when she put little baby Moses in the Nile River until Pharaoh's, was it Pharaoh's wife? Anyway, yeah, she found her, and God providentially saved Moses, and Moses providentially was used by God to deliver a nation. But let me give you another very significant place you find it. It's Exodus chapter 32 and verse 30. I'll read it for you. The next day Moses said to the people, You have committed a great sin, but now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make, and the word is, same word, pitch for your sin. Translated in the NIV, in my Bible, that I teach from anyway, atonement. And you find that word over and over again related to the sacrifices that would be offered so that there would be atonement. Atonement, the word is pitch. Look, there's a New Testament phrase that Paul the Apostle especially liked to use. It's this phrase, in Christ, in Christ. For example, Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, he says, Therefore there is now no condemnation, no judgment, for those who are in Christ Jesus. He uses it again in the final chapter, Romans chapter 16, verse 3. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. He uses it, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verse 30. It's because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Wow! To be in the ark. Is an illustration, a lesson, and it was a reality for Noah and his family that if they were in the ark, and the ark is covered inside and out with what? With atonement, with pitch. You're covered in atonement, and the judgment can't get to you because you're in the ark. Listen, do you get that? You understand how secure we are let me read you one I don't have, but in my notes that you could get online. 1 John chapter 2. Oh, this is so good, man. It just gives you Jesus bumps over and over again. Uh, verse 2, 1 John chapter 2. He, Jesus Christ, is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. An opportunity for God to love the world. And whosoever... Believes in the Son that he sent. Whosoever believes, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We're secure 
in the ark. 450 feet long, 80, uh, 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. It was actually four stories if you include the top level. The total deck space of the ark, uh, fascinating to me, is 100,000 square feet. I mean, it's, it's massive, especially for the day uh, that it was built in. The word or ark, you know what the word in Hebrew really means? A box. What God literally said to Noah is, I want you to build a really big box. Uh, someone calculated years ago uh, that the cargo capacity of the ark was equal to 522 box cars, train box cars. You ever been stuck at a train passing, you know, and it's been a really, really long one? I've been, seen some long ones, but I've never seen one with 522 box cars. That's a long train. Some people have a wrong idea of how the ark was built and what it looked like. Let me give you an idea. This is a guy in the Netherlands that built this one not long ago. And um, it's the closest, I guess, to the biblical instructions because it's more square than rounded. See, the ark wasn't built like most ships to be propelled through the water. The ark was built to survive the massive water, to survive it. There was no rudder. There's no steering system. Uh, This thing was built just to float in the judgment waters. Not until the early 19th century, 1858, was a ship built even close to the size of the ark. I mean, it took hundreds and hundreds of years. And then the ship called the Himalaya was built. It was 240 feet long and 35 feet wide. Later the same year, they really, uh, shipbuilding industry did it. They built a ship called the Great Eastern. It was 692 feet long, uh, 83 feet wide, and 30 feet high. Weighed 19,000 tons. You say, where are you going with this? Well, the shipbuilding industry, uh, in a very short amount of time, relative to history, discovered something on how to build ships. They discovered that if you wanted the most stable ship you could build, you had to build it by a certain ratio between this ratio and this ratio, and the ratio was 6 to 1 to 8 to 1. What does that mean? You wanted to build it, if you build it 6 feet long, or whatever the multiplication by 6, you want to build it, if it was 6 feet long, Every six feet, you want to build it one foot wide, six to one to eight to one. If you build it within that ratio, you have the most stable vessel that you can build. The ark was 6.1 ratio. Henry Morris, engineer and scientist, concluded that the ark would have had to be turned completely vertical before it could be tipped over. Wow. You take the square bottom, you add all the weight of the animals... That makes it even more stable because you have it down in the water, the base of it, and it's even less likely, virtually impossible. The book of Hebrews encourages its readers to discontinue their reliance on the law, the old way of living. Jesus came to fulfill not only the prophecies of a Savior, but also the law itself. He perfectly lived out every word of it, never wavering, and always showing love and kindness. Jesus then became the sacrificial lamb, the one who would die in your place, so you wouldn't need to face the punishment your sins deserve. His blood paid the price. All you need to do is accept it. Are you ready to take this step of faith? Jesus is ready and waiting for you to step away from your old life with loving arms wide open. If you're making a decision for your Savior today, please let us know. We want to pray for you and be available to answer any questions you might have. 
please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Living Word. If you live in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you too. Come by Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. to worship the Lord and learn from His Word with us. Be sure to stop Pastor Danny and let him know that you're a listener. You'll find more information and directions at ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, you can still be a part of our virtual congregation. Join our live stream at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have for today. Tune in next time for more from this study in the book of Hebrews right here on The Living Word. 